Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Hello! Guy just is smell There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Yeah. Oh my god. Tippers got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Uh-huh. Picked off uh-huh. by the Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, son! Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother! Oh, mother! Oh, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season finale edition of Something Something Broncos. You have made it 18 weeks, 17 weeks of Broncos football. One bye week, a whole lot of mess. It seems longer than that, doesn't it? It, feel, it felt like an eternity, especially because the season was over about a month ago. Yeah, we traded for Russell Wilson, I feel like it was three years ago. The yeah, season started two and a half years ago. We've all aged that much. So, let's play a game. Are you ready to play a game? Oh, I love games. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh. Has, uh, has interviewed with the Denver Broncos early on Tuesday morning. Zoom interview. They, they got right in there. Um, so one thing we as Broncos fans are going to have to do is we're going to have to know our Harbaugh's. Do you know your Harbaugh's, Mike? Oh, no, not at all. I know one of them likes to buy khakis at uh, Walmart, and I think that's the one they just interviewed with the Broncos. So this is really in-depth analysis. You guys picked a winner of a podcast today. Honestly, I've skated by my whole life without knowing which one was which. And yeah. and I I am I would wager that most Broncos fans can't tell the difference between Are we ones. sure there's two? And this is just in, isn't some like we're being gaslit here. We're sure there's two. There might they might be the same one uh like like there's an evil an evil uh Scooby Doo, you know where the they have like the little mustache. Yeah, yeah look, I want the evil one. I want him to like <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett and leave him on a uh, train tracks. <laughs> yes, exactly. A little mustache. Wax. And run away with like two big bags of dollar signs printed on them. Yes, yes. And money flying out of them. Do you know your Harbaugh's? Which Harbaugh is the coach in Baltimore? Jim. Wrong. John. Really? Yes. Damn. Which Harbaugh is friends with Condoleezza Rice? Trick question. They both are. Because what kind of brother wouldn't say, hey, I'm meeting Condoleezza Rice. You should come meet her too. They both are. Which one of them gets to call her Condi? John. Neither, because she is a former Secretary of State and owner of the Denver Broncos, and you show her proper respect. (laughs) 
<laughs> trick question. It was a trick question, but I went the wrong way with both, and it was neither. Which Harbaugh played with the Chicago Bears? Oh, and he also played for the Colts. He was yes. Like a comeback type of a thing. It was really fun. Got him to an AFC championship game, which I'm surprised they didn't hang up a banner for that. Um, that was Jim Harbaugh. That's Jim Harbaugh. That's, see, you know your Harbaugh's. Well, I have a 50-50 chance to guess here, so it's not, I've which, got one out of three right. Which Harbaugh was the tight ends coach for Pittsburgh in 1987? Well, Jim was playing football, so it's got to be John. It is John. Last question. Are you ready? Last question. Oh, I'm ready, baby. Which Harbaugh interviewed with the Denver Broncos on Tuesday morning? Well, see, if I remember the first question, I would know the answer to this one, but if I've forgotten we interviewed Jim Harbaugh. No, we interviewed. We were interviewing John Harbaugh. We're interviewing John. Final answer: John. We interviewed John. That is incorrect. John Harbaugh Damn. is the current coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks, Jim I can't Harbaugh. James. Jim Harbaugh. Jimmy James Harbaugh. That's that's the Broncos Harbaugh. Hopefully. Right. So, which one likes to buy khakis at Walmart? That is Jim Harbaugh. Is that's our Harbaugh? That is our Harbaugh. Yeah. Looking at John Harbaugh's picture here on uh, Wikipedia, it looks like he likes terrible blue plaid suits. So He's not your Harbaugh. He's not Harbaugh. He's Arbaugh. Arbaugh. He's Arbaugh. Let's well, hope so. Let's hope let's, so. Well, what do you think about that? Do you, are you good? I, I think the one of the tweets I saw was talking about how he's kind of uh, burned bridges a lot of places because he'd be kind of a temperamental, strict sort of a thing. And people, I saw somebody, it's going to be hard for you to believe this, Jess, but somebody smarter than myself on Twitter had pointed out that that could be good because after the doomed hug circle experiment that was the coach we cut bait on, do you think we need that firmer hand at the wheel? Do you think we need somebody who's a little bit more authoritarian? Absolutely. We need someone to be an adult. This whole last season was uh, an exercise in childish, puerile silliness like it it was awful it was not anything we want to see again we need some some discipline uh a, a steady hand to guide the denver broncos uh through this next season where uh unfortunately the seattle seahawks are going to get the fifth overall pick because of how the denver broncos uh flailed about this season they might get the next bradley chubb with that pick they might get the ne- last fifth we can only hope chubb. We can only hope. So here's the question. This this came up in uh, the Mile High Report Slack channel. Best w- place in the world to be. Would Yes. Would you trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Would you trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton and Chase Edmonds? Well, I would, I would trade you for Chase Edmonds. <laughs> and I hold you in the highest esteem. Um, but yeah, of course. I mean, who, was, who wouldn't? Why? My question is, why would the Saints do that? Well... Because that's the pick that would be the first round pick that we to go to trade. the Saints for Sean Payton. So, so here's the question: Would you trade Bradley Chubb to, for Sean Payton? Yes. Would I trade the fifth overall pick in this upcoming draft? It's Schrodinger's pick right now. Is it good? Is it bad? We don't know. Would you trade this year's fifth overall for Sean Payton? No, I wouldn't either. But I would trade Bradley Chubb for him. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. It's like the Saints. Obviously, hold Sean Payton in pretty high regard, and they're they're not sure. about to make him wither on the vine just because they don't get the pick that they want. They're not gonna, they're not going to lock him out of of head coaching for the rest of his life. But I don't blame because... them for wanting a reasonable, fair offer. Yeah, you start with a one. I think that's I think that's fair. Let me ask you this question: Would you trade Russell Wilson for Sean Payton? Say the Saints like 
we need a we need a, a quarterback right now. We got Andy Dalton. We want Russell Wilson. No, you, you do don't that, trade. Right? No, I wouldn't. So would you trade Russell Wilson for Sean Payton? And I guess if you're Sean Payton, if they trade Russell Wilson, would you still want to come here? No, and no. No, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I'd rather have Russell Wilson and Harbaugh than Sean Payton and running back Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, but but which which Harbaugh would you like? Fuck, man, I don't know. Uh, Jim, I want Jim. <laughs> Good call. Jim, Jim yeah. might be the guy. Jim could be Jim. the guy. Yeah. Jimmy Jim. <laughs> Jimmy James. You know, and hey, I want to, uh, you know, we're talking about coaches that cut bait and we need somebody with a little bit more of a firm hand. Um, I would like to go back and say Jerry Rosberg. Uh, Rosberg? Rosberg, yeah. Good for him, man. He did great. Uh, Sarah Goner, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, said, you know, there should be a statue to him at front of Mile High for what he did these last two weeks to turn around that shit show and actually give us the one fun Bronco game all season. And we almost beat the Chiefs. And Number one overall seed in the AFC. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, he deserves a lot of credit. If he wants to go into retirement, by all means. But if he wants to come back and coach special teams, I would be quite delighted if that happened. I don't see it happening, but... Clearly, he has the respect of the team uh, after that win. I mean, it, people would listen to him. Well, even not. He made some... He came in, and he was his own man. He benched Montrell, which, good... He got Alberto back, and he Alberto actually did a few good things. I don't know what the situation was where Alberto was in the doghouse, but I like that he came in and for these two weeks he's like, these are the only two weeks I'm ever be the head coach of a football team. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go down my way, and it worked out really well for him. So good job by uh, Jerry. And firing the offensive line coach. I mean, the offensive the line was coach. was markedly better these last two games. And the special teams coach gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, know. there were a few mishandled punts. I mean, maybe benching Montrell was maybe a well, little premature because it, it kind of made the the last few minutes of the uh, Charger game all the more uh, gut-wrenching. Yeah, we say that, but what happened the last time we played the Chargers? Montrell fumbled the punt in overtime that allowed the Chiefs uh, Chargers to win the game. That's true. So let's not act like, oh, if we had Montrell back there, there's no way something would go bad against the Chargers. He, he, he cost us the game with his fumble. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm That's happy fair. for it. It clearly wasn't working. I'm completely fine with trying to find out Brandon Johnson or whomever else they put back there. Chase Edmonds, I know returns some kickoffs. If what's working isn't working, why do you keep doing it? I I was a big fan of him. I'm glad he did a good job and I'm glad he got his little moment in the sun. Yeah, it's a great way to finish. I mean, you know, he's he's five hundred as a head coach. I mean, who who can say that? That's uh better than any Broncos coach since Kubiak, I imagine, right? So anyway, <laughs> let's just put a little button on the uh, on the Charger game. What do you think? What do you think about that game? It was fun, and I put on Twitter that like it was just so good to have a fun Broncos game. I even if they had found a way to blow it, it was still a fun game where they were competitive. They looked like a competent NFL offense. Uh, the defense has kind of fallen off a little bit, but so many injuries. What can you do? But it was just a fun game. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Yeah, it was it, it was it was uh, pant loads of fun, as I would say. Just cheering and like touchdowns happening and turnovers and things that you know we just haven't had this season. They anything to root for. Like I found myself clapping and being excited yeah. and kind of doing a little, a little pacing action. You know, it was good. It was um, it was refreshing. What was good for me was the absence of a sense of doom. 
you know, how many weeks have we gotten the ball and realized, okay, it's going to be three and out. I posted on Twitter, like, we got a fumble recovery. I like, can't wait for the offense to waste this one because that's what you're used to. And then they actually went down and scored a touchdown on that drive, I believe. It was just the absence of this, like, dark, foreboding sense that things were going to go wrong was just fun. It was the sunshine. There were little Tweety birds chirping. You know, it, it, had a, it had a moment at the very beginning when they weren't letting Russ throw. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, he had something like eight passes, nine passes to start the uh, to start the game, and then um, they finally started letting him letting him pass, and he started making those connections to Jerry Judy, and then they ended up scoring, and then they scored again in the third quarter, and things started happening, and so um, maybe it was uh, uh, Justin Outen that was, or or as uh, as uh, who was that Jim Nance? They called him Jeremy Outen. Uh, Either way, it's, it's it's like the Harbaugh's. Nobody knows if it's. Jason, Jimmy, Jeremy, Jack, who knows? Jaime, yeah. Jaime. But yeah, I, I, I think all of a sudden uh, Outen was just like, you know what, this is the last game. Let's 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 open it up. Let's, dare I say, let Russ cook. And, let him uh, cook. Good things you know, happened. I, I'm kind of pimping my Twitter, but I one of the questions I asked on here is I can't wait for these last two weeks to make us forget that the previous 16 weeks never happened. How much stock you put in these last two weeks? How much stock you put in the last two weeks of Russell Wilson versus the previous 16 weeks? Where are you at on that? Well, let's recap the uh, human meat shield theory was that we held on to Hackett because it, suddenly uh, scrutiny would fall on to Russell Wilson the second we got rid of him. And it kind of happened that way. I, it kind of the, the last two games, everyone was kind of expecting Russell Wilson to do better and he did do better. And so I think the human meat shield theory will carry us through uh the off season, I, I think so, we may uh, gloss over some of the uglier parts of Russell Wilson's game this year, but um, on a scale of one to ten, what's where's your Russell Wilson optimism scale at? Where are you well, at? Heading, heading it was at ten. It was at ten when the season started. Yes, and uh, they got down to zero on Christmas Day. We were into the negative digits. Yes, um, and then right now we're yeah. I'd say. Six. I'd say there, there, there is potential for something special there. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I hope it does, uh, but I would not be surprised if it doesn't. So, so I would say six is, is very good because I was, yeah. you know, we were all at one zero, whatever. Um, a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, we were advocating releasing him and just taking the cap hit. And these last two weeks, I think we're both. You keep him. You put him in a better system. You see what happens. Yeah, he, they definitely bought some more time for the the whole plan uh, with these last two games. Who's your offensive MVP? Is it Jerry Judy or is it Latavius Murray or is it Player C? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 both. I mean, really, Judy came on strong at the end, and it. I mean, well, really, Tomlinson had had uh, two touchdowns too, which is is a a uh, giant chunk. <laughs> Of the offensive output for the season. It was a nine catches, two touchdowns, and his nine catches, he finished second on the team in touchdown receptions. In a season where there should be no offensive MVP. I mean, you have to give it... I, I mean, maybe maybe it is uh, uh, Murray, because he came in uh, to a, a, a complete mess with Melvin Gordon dropping the ball all over the place. and Everybody um, getting hurt. You know, we had Mac and we had everybody, yeah. Yeah, and so... He performed and he made it through. Like he survived. I, I hope he returns. I think he's a priority offseason signing because he's not going to break the bank 
and I hope he wants to be in Denver. I'm more optimistic, obviously, about Judy and Latavius than I'm about Russ, but, man, if we can get them back, that would be good. Defensive MVP has a few more options. PS2, Justin Simmons, Singleton. Alex Singleton. I mean, you know, uh, Rachel, uh, our, uh, our our cohort here on uh, Love Rachel's Binge. Uh, yeah, Rachel, uh, you know, she, she has strong feelings about Alex Singleton. And uh, I got to say, I, I think he showed up. He is that defensive player you want on your fantasy team uh, if you have a defensive player because he just makes a butt ton of tackles. <laughs> well, he got a lot of tackles, but it's the position that should get a lot of tackles. And so is he replaceable? Is he come back? Sure. For me, the defensive MVP is clearly Justin Simmons. The stats he did is a full season's worth of stats in, what, 10 games? I thought he made more big plays than anybody on the team. He did, especially in the last two weeks. Yeah. And then you go PS2. Lord, you never talk about him all year long. I mean, when's when's the last time you said, man, he had a, an amazing game? Because you never hear his name. He's so good that he's invisible. It's Champ Bailey syndrome. Yeah. And so sometimes I think people forget how good he is because he's not making that play that Justin Simmons is making, you know, because Justin Simmons is the deep lying safety. So he's getting in there for the interceptions and the fumbles and everything. So I don't know, but PS2, man, that guy was everything you wanted. Pretty solid. Yeah. I don't know. There, there was a lot, there was a lot of good defensive play. Yeah. Do you sign, do you resign Draymond, Draymond Jones? I don't know. I, I mean, I really, I don't, I don't really know the scope of the free agency world just yet. Like I, I'm yeah. still trying to wrap my head around, you know, who all the coaching candidates are. And I, I think once that gets settled, then I will be in the right headspace to begin to examine the free agents that are, th- that we could resign and, or the free agents that we could acquire. Yeah. So I mean, let me ask you one last question then about what you would do. We're going back all the way back to the Harbaugh. First of all, which Harbaugh are we interviewing? We're interviewing Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jimmy James. Jimmy James wants to come in and Sean Payton wants to come in. And they're like, I need X amount of control. What does that do to George Payton? How much control do you want to give the head coach versus how much you want to take away from Payton? How do those positions coexist in a perfect world for you? It's tough because you have to get kind of the temperature of what the relationship with ownership is with um, Peyton, is it kind of like a Brian Zanders, like he knows where the bodies are buried, or is it like he's still in control kind of thing? Um, and if Harbaugh says he wants a significant amount of control and Peyton box, you don't really have a choice. You have to go with the guy who's going to save your franchise. Yeah, well, was it the uh, said the uh, normally the coach reports to the GM, GM reports to the owner, and the Panthers said the coach will report directly to them which also kind of neuters George Payton in a little bit. So I'm really curious what Payton's role will be. There's a possibility that maybe he doesn't survive the offseason because he doesn't want to be a figurehead GM. He wants more control, and maybe he walks away. And that's possible. Yeah. And But I, I think the Broncos would be in good hands when, and Jimmy James Harbaugh's uh, textured hands. Extra large because he would play quarterback. We know, we know he's probably got pretty big hands. Oh, yes. I love analyzing quarterbacks and hand size here's a question give me baby last question last for the last show of the 2022 season because uh next time we do a show we'll be talking about 2023 this is this is it 
Just so you know, you, we say that, then we're going to ask another three or four questions after that. But Okay, worst coach of all time. Uh, well, all right, let me say. Worst coach of the post-Shanahan era, who is it? I mean, it's got to be Hackett, right? Um, I mean, we there's, had... no, there's no wrong answer. You Just speak from the heart, Mike. It's, it's got to be Hackett. I mean, he didn't last the first season. You know, under some of the other coaches, we were bad. But there was still the feel that there was a level of competence. But there was no – I mean, what's the bright spot of the Hackett era? Is there a bright spot of the Hackett era? Him getting fired was the bright spot. Yeah, so that's that's. I think that's a slam dunk. He's the worst coach. The hype train yeah. going into the season was was the bright spot. Yeah. Do you uh, disagree? Well, I had this conversation with my good friend who has subbed in on something something Broncos uh, last season, um, and Wait, what's um, his name? His name is Chad. Hey, Chad. Hi, Chad. Are you listening, Chad? I'm calling Hello? you Old Mike. Do not call him Shaggy because in college, that's what people called him. Well, Shaggy is – we'll call him Old Mike. Because I, I was making the case that McDaniels was the worst coach still, even after all this stuff because McDaniels cheated. He besmirched the name, the ownership of, of Pat Bolin and, and integrity, and he violated the the rules of the game, which – it's kind of a big deal. That's like what we remember him for. But he also made a ton of personnel decisions that totally hamstrung the Broncos. He brought in all the terrible New England Patriot retreads. He brought in a Gronkowski, but the wrong Gronkowski. But he drafted Demarius Thomas. Yeah. He drafted Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Which is a direct line from there to uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning doesn't come here without Demarius Thomas. He also drafted Richard Quinn. Remember him? Uh, was it was he Alfonso Smith? He, R- yes, R- Richard he, Quinn and Alfonso Smith. First, he traded the first round pick for a second round pick to get Alfonso Smith. Yeah, he was trying so hard to be Bill Belichick, and like when he came in, said, "I don't worry about the quarterback position, boys. I can make an All Pro into a uh, high school kid into an All Pro." And I think he thought he could really do that with Quinn, who had like what three catches in college or something ridiculous. But he got rid of Jay Cutler, which at the moment we all hated him for, but blessing in disguise, we got rid of Jay Cutler. He left enough of a roster, a foundation, that Peyton Manning wanted to come here. Well, think about Peyton Hillis. Uh, 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 what's his name? Spencer, the fullback linebacker guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they got rid of him. Got rid of uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, got rid of pretty much Brandon anybody. Marshall, I'm not opposed to getting rid of Brandon Marshall. I what an amazing player, but he was going through a lot of stuff when he's with Denver and he seems to be much better in a much better place. Now seemed like he got some help that he needed. So at the time I can understand the move. Is McDaniels regarded as one of the worst because of his personnel moves or is it, is he one of the worst because of his coaching decisions? I think his personnel moves have some absolute disasters, but he's got some really good solid home runs and a few underrated moves as well. He's one of the worst coaches because of uh, his arrogance, his cheating, um, just the, uh, you know, the little emperor thing, thinking he was all that when he was hadn't improved anything, bringing his brother in. Um, I think he was one of the worst ones for that. I think his personnel moves, there were some huge misses, but there's some huge home runs. And uh, he cut Brett Kern, who went on to be like an all pro punter for the Titans for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. He brought, he fired the, very capable and inexpensive long snapper to bring in the Patriots long snapper, who is, I guess, his drinking buddy, and way which, overpaid him. Yeah, I mean, he paid him a million dollars, which now is the going rate for it. But 
Yeah, that was a bad move. He he did he had a couple good enough picks. He wasn't a complete and utter disaster personnel wise. The scale tips towards disaster. <laughs> All right. I so was, final yeah. final question, final answer. Who is the worst coach in the post Shanahan era? Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. I I agree. I mean, if you had a, like if we had to hire one of them right now, God forbid I can't imagine anything worse. You're hiring McDaniel's, right? If those are the only two coaches who said they would accept the Broncos coaching offer next season, everybody else says no. Those are the only two that you have to choose from. You're hiring McDaniels, right? Man, it, you'd have to keep Peyton in that case because if you give him, it, can you imagine if you gave uh, general manager abilities to Nathaniel Hackett? Like, can Ooh. you imagine what would have happened? Yeah, but that man can hug. We're taking him. <laughs> You know, he's got a strong handshake. We're going to be talking about the draft so much coming up, but let me get your early take. Is it just boring 29th overall best position available because Lord knows we need them? Or is there a position that you think we need to target above all others? You have to look at the offensive line. And if you can, if you can package up those two threes that we have, because we don't have a second, you Mm. package up the two threes and the one to move up to, to get an offensive lineman. If 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 need be, I mean, you know, we don't know the lay of the board in any way right now. And anyone Not who says that they do, they are Scotty Payne. Yeah, they just. Want to be- <laughs> um, I, I think so. And the good part is, offensive linemen can be found in the second, third, fourth round. You can find those linemen down there. Uh, who's a Luke Wattenberg? We drafted in the fifth round when everybody thought he was going to be a uh, undrafted free agent. We did that with Montrell. We over selected. It's almost like George Payton is like. I'm George Payton, baby. Watch this. Right. Yeah. And so it's like the Raiders, what they'd always do. They always thought they always want to show everybody how smart they were by drafting that guy in the first round that had a fourth round grade. Just, right. You know, it's right. like you just wait and see. And so I hope we not necessarily play it safe, but sometimes the conventional wisdom is the conventional wisdom for a reason. If there's a consensus that a player's can be had in the seventh round or on the street, why are you drafting them in the fourth round? So I hope our draft strategy is a little bit more pragmatic and it's best player available. I hope the best player is on the offensive line. I hope that's where our free agent dollars go is on the offensive line. What's interesting is that if you think about the two lead coaching candidates, we haven't even talked about the other coaching candidates because according to Walmart, the Walmart people, they're saying they want to make a a, a big splash. And so if they're going to make a splash, it's going to be one of those two people. So I'm, yeah. I forget, forget all the other Guys, I want to ask you about all the other ones, so I have a question for you on that. So, because okay. I remember our last question twenty minutes ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. I have more. Can I ask you <laughs> questions? Let's say first of all, I love the idea behind the Rooney Rule, but then you get token interviews because if the Panthers have decided we're either going Habra or we're going Peyton, then you're wasting Everos' time, D'Amico Ryan's, Raheem Morris. You're just wasting their time. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. He's he's the perennial interview leslie yeah. frazier yeah, yeah it's it's and uh it's it's insulting and it's a waste of everybody's time it is but i think there has to be a better way to get more minority candidates and representation in there so i'm all for the spirit of the rule and what it's trying to accomplish it just doesn't work that way in reality it's keeping evero a priority I would think so. No coach worth his salt would um, say no to the defensive coordinator for the, the one of the best defenses in the league this year. It's just but we couldn't score points to win. Defensive coordinator, if you're not going to be calling the plays, if that's going to be 
your D'Amico Ryans, for example, doing it. Well, I think the D'Amico Ryans thing would never happen. I, I, it's going to be one of those two guys. You think so? What What about Evero? I mean, he's by far the best in-house candidate. Maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe it's Rosberg. But I, I feel like Evero still needs a couple more years. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't think he's, I mean, he'll interview, sure. But I don't, I don't think he's ready to be a head coach just yet. I mean, he's coming off a hot year. I mean, he could do an Adam Gase and, and, and make that transition. But I, if he's, if he wants to don't be successful, be yeah, yeah, don't be an Adam Gase. Don't, don't do that. And don't take cold medication before your press conference or whatever he blamed yeah, that whatever on. Whatever he did. Just to circle back, because I'm the circle back guy on the... Circle back, baby. The two lead coaches. Who would you rather have going into the draft? Would you rather have Jimmy James Harbaugh? Jimmy James? Jimmy James. Uh, or uh, Sean Payton. Now, think about it, because... I'm going to ask you the question. I'd rather have uh, Jim Harbaugh and a first round pick than Sean Payton and a no first round pick. And Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and this is why... Uh, Jim Harbaugh has been in the trenches of college football with the front row seat. So he's seen and prepared for all these different teams that have come in over the last few years. And so he's got a kind of a, a general idea of, of who is good and who is not good. I'm, I'm sure he has some notes written somewhere. Sure, sure. Um, and then um, you have Sean Payton, who's been on TV uh, playing golf. He's living that TV life. So he's not exactly, you know, breaking down film and, and really studying it. He might be, he could be one of those obsessive guys who's always being prepared for the next opportunity. But I get your point. My question I wanted to ask, and uh, I don't know uh, Peyton very well. He's had one head coaching job with the Saints that coincided with one of the top five, definitely top ten quarterbacks of all time. Are we sure he's a good coach? Harbaugh has done been a good coach in a couple of different spots. Uh, he was a special teams coach. Then he became the head coach, which is a rare jump. He did really well with the Niners. He's done really well with Michigan. Are we 100% sure, you know, if they talk about system quarterbacks, that Peyton isn't a system coach? Do you think he could survive outside of that situation where he had Drew Brees, a generational talent? He's got Russell Wilson. There's a generational, generational talent. Generational talent was the word. Generational talent. Even at his best was not Drew Brees. Well, he's the, the third best rushing quarterback of our generation. Well, Russell Wilson is the 180th. I mean, excuse me, uh, Drew Brees is like the 180th, but still pretty good. Peyton Manning had one good run, two good runs his entire NFL uh, Bronco career, but he was good. I tend to think Sean Payton is just a good coach, but... Harbaugh has had success everywhere he's gone. How much of it was Drew Brees and how much of it was... uh, It's like we were talking about how much of it was Hackett, how much of it was Russell Wilson on the bad side. On the flip side is how much of it was Drew Brees versus how much of it was Sean Payton. Yes. My gut instinct is that he's probably going to do a good job wherever he goes. But I can't see why he would turn down the Rams, the Chargers, whatever. Well, I can see why he turned down the Rams. They have no draft picks. Remember that that policy, the the F them picks? Yep. Um, yeah. But well, they have talent. They're not without <laughs> talent still on that team. And if he wants the L.A. lifestyle and all of that, I could see him doing it. Um, I, don't, I think Denver's a more attractive job than it was three weeks ago. But it's not the most attractive job by any means. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. This season, it's not. Next season, when we have the full complement of picks, maybe, and we're a little more flexibility with the quarterback position we're financially. Another coach next season, though. No, I don't. I, if they hire one of those two guys, it's it's going to be at least two to three years. I would say it's a minimum of three years. But if they both say no and we're forced to hire another coach next year, oh man, 
that is we thought we've hit the bottom of the barrel we uh, haven't hit there yet i'm not i'm not gonna even try to fathom that kind of reality well, no Let's, fathom it what's the bottom of the barrel we're there right now this is it <laughs> you, don't think, you don't think it could get worse I, well sure it could always get worse i mean but clearly the the penners want a winner and, and they're re willing to invest 100 million into the stadium they refurbished the field which was slicker than Didn't work yeah <laughs> there were people who were slipping all over the place it's that's um, one of those things where it's important to look like you're doing something good than actually doing something good that was almost like a pr move and they wrote a four hundred thousand dollar check for a pr move well they would have had to do it anyway at the end of the season right i mean don't they replace it like every year yeah but it would have they would have had time for it to take hold and root and it would have been a better field than after one week they should have gotten that thing have you seen the infomercial where you you put the little seed sprayer thing on your garden hose and then you just kind of coat the area with the foam and mm -hmm. it comes out it's like they guarantee that i you could just do that i bet they sell it at walmart they have to and you have to figure penner has a uh, an employee discount right so, so, he's, saving, so he's saving 15 percent right off the top right off the top yeah yeah, yeah. this has been a fun podcast season despite the dreary football we watched and so now we get to go into senior bowl which do i have to pay attention to that no no good thank god no no um coaching search again draft i love the draft um i enjoy it i'm one of those people who loves the draft um trying to figure out who the best fifth round tight end prospects are but i love watching the draft and the excitement and figuring out who the first round pick will be and all of that so i don't know do you, you like the draft I love the draft. Yeah. It's so much fun. I, I absolutely love it. And what I love most about being kind of like the history guy, I don't do much for the draft. That's, you know, Scotty and Tim and, and the, the whole crew, uh, Taylor, they do an excellent job. And, and what's amazing is that usually by the time, like the day before, they know who the pick is going to be. And yeah. with, with that, pretty much without exception, like I, I, they've always like, I'm, I will never forget when we drafted Von Miller, mind you, this is before some of them. Um, I thought it was going to be, who's that uh, defensive tackle with the Buffalo uh, from Alabama, Alabama, like I want to say Darius. Anyway, I was, yeah, Darius, Marcel Darius, Marcel. Darius, yeah. I'm like, we are hundred percent taking him. If we don't take him, I'm going to just be pissed. Von what? It will, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That morning they were like, it's going to be Von Miller. And I was like, no, no, no. It's been Marcel okay. Darius this whole time. He's a sure thing. He's going to be great. I'm one of those guys who I've never seen any of these people. I haven't watched one single down in college football this year. I'm not going to watch anybody scouting tape, but I will have strong opinions on who we should and should not draft. <laughs> yes, that's why just, I follow Mile High Report. Yeah. So I don't have to do that. There are guys that literally dedicate their entire lives to this and, and they work for us. They've chosen to dedicate their entire life to giving you the best draft coverage possible. What kills me is that every year it Admirable. changes. It changes every year. So so all that work, like going into the draft, and then you have to start all over again. So yeah. when, when I look back at like historical Broncos stuff, it, uh, without exception, is 100% the same. It never changes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I just have to learn it once. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have a lot of respect for those guys for, for figuring all that. Uh, plus, I mean, I'll be honest, I could watch tape of the top 10 tight end prospects, and I'm not going to see, oh, look at the fluidity in his hip, or look at the extension he gets there. I'm, He's I, playing I in a phone booth. Yeah. That's, He's I got a high know. motor. Yeah. So I, I usually go by whatever the last tweet I saw was. That's what I'm adamant about. I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, Mike, I think that's it. I think that's it for something something Broncos twenty twenty two season edition finale. Yeah. Um, that's it. Wait. That's uh, all she wrote. One last question. Yes. Going to win the Super Bowl. Go. The Buffalo Bills. It's got to be the Bills. If it's not the Bills, America will be sad. I will be sad. Does that put too much pressure on them, though, knowing that everybody wants them to do it, you know, and you got to win it for your brother? Does that make does that put too much pressure on them internally? No. No. I, if it's not the Bills, I hope it's the Niners because my uh, boy is a Niners fan because he grew up in the Bay Area, and I want him to be happy. So mm. I'm cheering for a Bills-Niners Super Bowl. Or the Eagles. I'd be okay with the Eagles, too. No. No. Jess wants my little boy to be sad. Yes. Screw you, Jess. Sorry. Screw you. Like he would say, I'm going to have to throw hands. <laughs> That's what all the seventh graders that are in NorCal are saying now is we're going to throw hands. Have they been watching like old, like 1930s movies? Watch Something. it. I, Watch I it from me. I'll throw hands at you. Ah, yeah. I picture more like a little slap thing like that. Oh, a little as slap. As to actually punching, you know? Right. Because they're, they're, they're not actually going to be throwing any hands here. On that note, I'm going to leave the season and the show with the idea of the evil villain with the mustache waxed curly mustache. Leaving Nathaniel Hackett on the train tracks. Tied throwing, up. Throwing hands. Throwing hands. Do your little impersonation again. That was good. <laughs> hey, Rummy. <laughs> yeah. Well, throw Chris, hands. It's a pleasure. <laughs> You're the best. The Broncos are the fifth worst, but we're trending upwards. Onward and upward. We can only go it, up baby. from here. I can't wait to talk myself into the playoffs next year. Oh, my God, it's going to be great. You can watch in real time as as Mike and I delude ourselves into hope for the 2023 Russell season. Wilson, he could have 5,000 yards, Jess. I can see it. Rushing and passing. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? Let's ride. Let's ride. <clears throat> Woo. Love it. Shivers.